This is Generation Justice, a multiracial project that trains youth to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Emilio Boale. We want to remind you that this program broadcasts from the rightful lands of the Tiwa people. Tonight, we bring you a very special program focused on Juneteenth. Generation Justice is committed to uplifting the voices who are working each day to celebrate and empower Black communities in New Mexico. Generation Justice Leaders for Change fellows Elijah Cage and Zan Dixon attended the 2023 Juneteenth celebration at the Civic Plaza on Saturday, June 17th. They had the opportunity to interview four amazing community members. This evening, we are so honored to bring you the voices of community leader and organizer Nicole Rogers, Mike Silva, who is the co-owner of Rude Boy Cookies, community member Sis Johnson, and Arthur Bell, an Albuquerque community organizer and father of two. Throughout the hour, you will hear empowering music of liberation selected to honor Juneteenth, starting with What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Tonight on GJ, we share short interviews conducted at this year's Juneteenth event at Civic Plaza. The first voice you hear is that of Nicole Rogers. Nicole is a longtime community organizer and one of the main organizers for this year's Juneteenth at Civic Plaza. Her passion is improving the experience for people of African descent in New Mexico. Here is 18-year-old Leader for Change fellow Elijah Cage speaking with Nicole Rogers. Hi, this is Elijah Cage with Generation Justice. I'm here with Nicole Rogers. Nicole, would you please introduce yourself to us? Yes, Nicole Rogers, community organizer for NM Juneteenth. Okay, Nicole. So there's a couple of questions I want to ask you. First of all, uh, your role as a community member, you know, you play a big role of our community. I want to ask, why is it important that Albuquerque celebrates Juneteenth? Yeah, for sure. So for me, it's all about dispelling the tricultural myth. So our constitution actually only recognizes, Ang it says Anglos, Indians, and Spaniards. So for the black community, we often feel invisible. And, um, and so it's extremely important to, to really just celebrate our holidays. And Juneteenth is our liberation, our Independence Day, not 4th of July. <laughs> So it's really important for us to gather, to reflect on, you know, how far we've come, but also how far we still have to go. Right, right. And as a family, you know, as a, someone with a daughter, I want to ask, why is it important that you instill the importance of Juneteenth to her? So yeah, for my kids, I do all this for them so that they can see themselves reflected in the community that they live in. Because, um, you know, we often hear we're only 3%, so we think we're really small. But when we look at the numbers of what that actually amounts to, in Albuquerque proper, that's over 12,000 of us. If we look at Albuquerque and surrounding area, it's 26,000. If you look at the whole state, that's 60,000 of us. So we out here, and we're not going to be invisible. And I want her to be able to, you know, look around in the community and see herself reflected in the community. So it's extremely important that I do this. I can't wait for everybody else to do it. We got to take it into our ha own hands and and do it. Yeah. Okay, and I thank you for that. And one last question: As a big member of our community, what what is your future plan for Juneteenth in Albuquerque? 
Yeah, so for me, the future plan is each year, make it bigger and better every year. Make sure that we're highlighting more of our community because we're not a monolith. We have so many different facets of our community, which is why it takes us three days to incorporate everybody in the celebration because we have want to have something for everybody. I'd like to also see that we don't have to hustle so hard every year with a team of 10 of us to just ask for sponsorships every year, hustle for sponsorships so we can make it happen. It would be nice if it was solidified somewhere where we have a budget, we can actually make sure we have what we need to put on a three-day event. Um, you know, just to compare, a city of Albuquerque's uh, budget for one Summerfest is $100,000, right? We put this on three days worth of stuff for $80,000. So in comparison, then our budget should be 300,000, right? So how do we make that happen? And how do we make sure we don't have to keep hustling and every year asking for money and every year asking for all the things that we need when we know Juneteenth is every year and we shouldn't have to work so hard to make it happen. So I would love to see organizations, systems of government, systems of, you know, all the systems that keep us out to bankroll and give us the funding so that we can do this for our community every year so we don't have to work so hard. Yeah. All right, powerful. I want to thank you again for taking this time to let us interview you. And I just want to thank you for the big part you play in our community. And I wish nothing but the best for you and your family. Thank you. It's so cool to be interviewed by Elijah. We go way back, way, way back when we were, my, her, him and my daughter at Albuquerque School of Excellence together. So this is full circle and pretty awesome. And you and her are the reason we're doing all this stuff for. Thank you, Nicole, for your take on Juneteenth and your work on dispelling the tricultural myth among New Mexicans that there are only three races, Hispanics, whites, and natives. Also, thank you to Elijah Cage for conducting the interview. Now, we bring you the song Ball of Confusion, a 1970s hit single by The Temptations. Juneteenth is a time to celebrate all the richness and beauty of Black cultures and communities. We now bring you a short interview with Mike Silva, who is the co-owner of Rude Boy Cookies, a local Black and women-owned business. Our interviewer is 17-year-old Leader for Change fellow, Zan Dixon. Hi, this is Zan Dixon with Generation Justice, and I'm here to interview Mike Silva. Mike, can you tell me more about yourself? Yeah, hey, my name is Mike Silva. I'm one of the owners of Rude Boy Cookies. I'm also co-owner of a tourism-based business called Tour ABQ and a bit of a serial entrepreneur. I'm an investor in a few other small things. Uh, so here we're out here celebrating Juneteenth, obviously. So I just want to know, uh, what does that mean? What does this day mean for you? Juneteenth is meaningful for me. I mean, growing up uh, in Albuquerque, I moved here in third grade from Los Angeles and I moved to the Kurt. And back then, Juneteenth was at Thomas Bell Park. So that was our neighborhood park. So as a kid, every year we went to Juneteenth and in the park, it was an opportunity to hang out with our community, learn about our, our ancestors, learn about what it was, what Juneteenth actually meant, because we weren't learning about it in school. So we were able to take it all in and learn it from one another in real time. And it was just really meaningful for me. And now as an adult and a dad and a business owner, you know, I try to make it out here every year to support the event and just be a part of it and see people and reconnect and, and uh, just spend some time around, around my community. 
How do you see uh, Juneteenth as like it, as a, how does it uh, impact New Mexico, would you say? Uh. Juneteenth in New Mexico is, um, you know, I think it, it's an opportunity for the greater community to learn about the black community. Um, there's not a lot of black people in New Mexico. Uh, we don't have very many targeted black events in Albuquerque, specifically on this scale, in this arena, in this space. So it's an opportunity for those willing to engage to learn about the black community, to learn about black history, to learn about what that all means in today's, uh, what it is today to be a, a black person living in New Mexico. This is significant for those that are willing to take the time to come out, learn, engage. Uh, yeah, no, here in New Mexico, there's that tricultural myth. So it's uh, nice to see a lot of black business owners as well. So I appreciate that as well. Um, thank you for joining us for the interview. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. Thank you, Mike, for talking to us about what Juneteenth means to you and its impact on New Mexico. I would also like to thank Zan Dixon for conducting the interview. To celebrate freedom, here is the song Freedom by Beyonce featuring Kendrick Lamar. Welcome back to Generation Justice, broadcasting from 89.9 KUNM-FM. You've been listening to the voices of community members who attended the Juneteenth celebration at Civic Plaza on Saturday, June 17th. This next voice you'll hear is that of Sis Johnson, a community member who is 65 and attended Juneteenth with her family and shares what this date means to her. Here is Zan Dixon speaking with Sis Johnson. Hi, my name is Zan Dixon. I'm with Generation Justice and I'm with Sis Johnson here. And uh, can you tell us more about yourself? Uh, well, I'm 65, and I'm happy to celebrate Juneteenth. Um, every year. Every, 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 day, every year. Celebrate our liberation, you know? Uh, what's the importance for Juneteenth for you? Well, for me, uh, Juneteenth means I get to stand on the shoulders of so many within the state, but uh, also with the, around the country. It's so important for those of us who are African Americans to give back a little bit. Uh, I see you're also here with your, uh, your grand, grandbabies, the two beautiful grandbabies. So what's the importance, do you think, for the youth as well to have these types of uh, stuff, especially here in New Mexico? Uh, well, for them, they get to experience and see our own people, our own cultures, our dance, our music. I love it. Uh, for you personally, though, um, what does like, being black here in New Mexico mean for you? Too. Well, uh, being that I'm 65, uh, being African-American in this state has been challenging. I've been here all my life. Um, we've come a long way, but um, things still haven't changed enough. Uh, and uh, I hope that our mayor will really step up this year. I'm going to challenge him because I know him. What do you envision for the black community here in Albuquerque, New Mexico in the future? What do you... What type of changes would you like to see? I would like to see equality for all, not just African-Americans, for Indians, for Latins. There's so much prejudice in the world that um, for us to only defend ourselves is not justice. We have to think about everybody in the loop, and that includes the queer community. Well, uh, actually, uh, speaking on that, uh, I think today is also the Pride Parade going on, so... Do you uh, want to speak? Oh, was it last weekend? Okay. Okay, yeah. I thought it was this weekend. I, thought, <laughs> that's good. I want them to stand up for me like I'm going to stand up for them. 
um, the, the discrimination they fit, face is just as equal as that we face. Uh, because it's the color of our skin, it's because of the nature they have, and it's just so unfair. There's also a lot of intersectionality, I think, between the two communities. There's a lot of black people. I think we also have to uplift and support in our uh, queer communities as well. So, yeah, right. Especially here, there's a lot of uh, indigenous, uh, Mexican, Latino, uh, you know, wide diversity of people here. So I think it's very good to just make. Uh, thank you for coming. Hey, thanks for coming out. We need all the people we can get. I said people. <laughs> all right, thank you. Thank you so much, sis, for talking about your experience as a Black woman in New Mexico, but also speaking on intersectionality among LGBTQIA and BIPOC peoples. Thank you to Zan Dixon for conducting the interview. Now we bring you Talking About a Revolution by Tracy Chapman. Don't you know, talking about a revolution sounds like Don't you know, talking about a revolution sounds like a whisper. We hope that you are enjoying tonight's Juneteenth program. Arthur Bell is an Albuquerque community organizer and father of two. He joins Elijah Cage and shares why it is essential to celebrate Juneteenth in our state. Hi, Arthur Bell. Can you introduce yourself for us, please? Uh, Arthur Bell, proud father of two. Hi, Arthur. How are you today? I'm doing good. So I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. The first one I'd like to ask you is what does this day mean to you, uh, you personally? Honestly, it's just a celebration of freedom. It's uh, the last people getting the same information that everybody else got, that we're all free now, supposedly. And uh, I would like to say so-called free, but yeah, that's what it means to me. And as a member of our community, you know, a very popularized member, why do you think this day should be celebrated the way it is celebrated? Um, honestly, just to commemorate how far we've come and how far we still have to go. Because again, it's good to celebrate the history of Juneteenth being that we're still not free in the sense of we can get the same opportunities that other people get, but it's also a good thing to find out how can we get those things in the same way that other groups get it. So just bringing more awareness to our struggles and our progress. And to ask you one more question, what are your goals and future visions for Juneteenth in Albuquerque? Ooh, that's a good question. So honestly, I would like to see it be more inclusive. Right now we have about five different Juneteenth spread out throughout, throughout the state. And I would just like for us to maybe get one place and get all those people who are part of organizing those events to come and be part of one Juneteenth because there's not a lot of us out here and we need to celebrate as one. So that, that's what I would like. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you, Arthur, for speaking on what Juneteenth means to you, really speaking to the point that Black people and BIPOC as a whole are still not free. Thank you to Elijah Cage for conducting the interview. Here is Sunday We'll All Be Free by Donny Hathaway. After that, we bring you our weekly vaccine equity segment, hosted by Victoria Judy.
This is Victoria Judy, your vaccine equity host for this evening. We want to remind you that the pandemic is not over. People are still contracting COVID-19 every day. Understand that COVID safety is important to maintain. Please be sure to stay conscious of your own health and safety as well as that of others. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention is now separately tracking several new COVID-19 variants, including EU.1.1, a strain first discovered by scientists earlier this year over its rapid ascent in some European countries, and the variant Arcturus, or XBB1.16, the most recent Omicron variant. To help stay COVID safe, make sure you are vaccinated and boosted by visiting itstimenm.org. The bivalent Omicron vaccine is now available to be administered to everyone over six months old. If you are not up to date with your COVID-19 vaccinations, please visit itstimenm.org. For other immunization information, you can visit nmhealth.org. Don't forget, testing is essential to try to prevent the spread of COVID-19. To find information on PCR testing locations, visit findatestnm.org. One more time, that's findatestnm.org. Please keep in mind that safety from all viral illnesses is also important to maintain. Immunizations against all viral illnesses like the flu and RSV are necessary precautions. Also, for further COVID-19 information and resources, please visit protectyourhoodnm.org. Again, that's protectyourhoodnm.org. That's all today for our vaccine equity segment. Please do your part to look out for the well-being of our community. Now, back to our host, Emilio Bovale. Thanks, Vittoria. We hope you've enjoyed this hour of community action. We'd like to thank our guests, Nicole Rogers, Mark Silva, Sis Johnson, and Arthur Bell. Tonight's hour of radio was produced by Roberta Rael and Barbara Ramirez, with production assistance from Roman Garcia, and thank you to our interviewers, Elijah Cage and Zan Dixon. We want to give a big shout out to all of our youth producers. We cannot do what we do without you. Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org, where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts. We're also active on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and follow our playlists on Spotify. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the Annie E. Casey Foundation, Buen Alma Health Foundation, the New Mexico Department of Health Infectious Disease Bureau through the Better Together program and Office and School and Adolescent Health, as well as the City of Albuquerque, Race Forward, Media Justice, and of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. Our last songs of the night include I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel to Be Free by Nina Simone, followed by All Right by Kendrick Lamar and Liberation by Outkast, featuring CeeLo, Big Rube, and Erica Badu. I'm Emilio Boale. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Good night, New Mexico.
misusing your influence. Sometimes I did the same. Abusing my power full of resentment. Resentment that turned into a deep depression. Found myself screaming in the hotel room. I didn't want to self-destruct. The evils of Lucy was all around me. So I went running for answers. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a fine to see who you are little man life sometimes is cold and cruel maybe no one else will tell you so 